Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Philadelphia Millennial Podcast, Pivot to Profit Edition. I am your host, Imani B, the Philadelphia Millennial, and I am so excited to be with y'all today. Whether you are watching this in the morning, the afternoon, at night, um, while you are trying to make sure you feel like you had a productive day. I know how that is in the midnight hour. You're like, oh, let me see if I can cross a few things off of my to-do list. So I'm glad you decided to spend some time with me. Um, If you have been listening, you are on episode number four of just kind of like the pivot to profit overview, right? We talked about mindset in um, episode one, then we talked about strategy, then we talked about systems. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was innovation. Um, When I first pivoted my business to be more profitable, about two years ago, I was finishing up my degree my master's um, at Temple University, Fox School of Business. Shout out to Temple. Definitely Temple made, Philly made, all that good stuff. And my master's is in innovation management and entrepreneurship. And I had no idea that when I was starting this journey in 2018, that the world was about to get turned upside down, that innovation was going to be um, innovation was going to have its back against the wall, that things were going to change literally for everyone. I don't know anyone that has been left unchanged after these past two years. Um, and if you are, you are not of this planet. <laughs> but anyway, um, innovation is something that I have really grown fond of. If you follow me on Instagram, you know my name is Imani Inspires Innovation, which I'll tell you the evolution of that name um, either later on the episode or at a different date. But I want to kind of debunk the word innovation and talk to you all about why it's needed, why innovation is not out of any of our reach, um, and why we need to find intentional ways to incorporate it. So you hear innovate, 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 and it's just like, it's one of those gray words. Like, what does it really mean? So according to Oxford, the definition of innovate is, of course, a verb. It's an action and it's to make changes in something established, especially by introducing new method, ideas or products. And some of the synonyms for innovation are change, alteration, revolution, upheaval, transformation, um, metamorphosis, reorganization, restructuring, rearrangement, recasting, remodeling, renovation, restyling, variation, newness, modernization, modernism. Those are some of the synonyms um, that are used for innovation. To me, innovation is how organizations, businesses, and governments identify the true needs of their clients and customers and how they solve those needs and how quickly they solve those needs and present the solution to the customer. That's what innovation is to me. We can get caught up 
on the Oxford or the Merriam or the Urban Dictionary's version of innovation, which I'm actually going to look up just out of curiosity. We don't need to get caught up on all of that. But I truly believe now that I'm I want to add another piece to it is innovation is truly how organizations and businesses identify the needs of their clients and how they provide culturally competent solutions to those problems and the manner of which they deliver them. That's innovation, right? It's like, how quick can you see that it's a problem? How do you deliver the problem in a non-culture appropriating way that resonates and how accessible is your solution to the customers and clients? And I wasn't going to do this, but I thought it'd be good um, as I was writing my notes that there are four different types of innovation. However, before I get into that, I discovered the root word of innovation, which, of course, most words in the English language have Latin roots. So um, first in into is Latin. And then the second part, novus new so into something new which then over time it became from novus to novair which is to make new so in novair is into making something new and then over time in the 16th century it became innovate innovair became innovate right so that is how we um, got the word innovate it's to enter in something new and to make something new it's to renew something it's to alter something right so there are four different types of innovation um, and you see you you'll be able to see where you want to fall in and where where you want to fall into innovation and how your business or organization needs to innovate or where they need to innovate so Four types of innovation, sustaining, disruptive, incremental, and radical. So the first one is sustaining, right? And that is one that I think that a lot of companies need to adapt and look into post, and I use those with air quotes, post-COVID. And sustaining innovation is when you do a significant improvement to a product or service that aims to sustain and hold your position in the market. It's innovation that makes sure that you are always bringing the most up-to-date solutions and maintaining your spot, you know, in the market. So for instance, Tesla has a market share on not electric vehicles, but luxury electric vehicles. So when Elon Musk and all of them think of sustaining innovation, they think of it as a perspective from a perspective of how can we continuously be not the top electric car producer, because that's a whole other issue they're having, but how can we be always be at the helm of a of fashionable luxury electric cars 
How do we be the opposite of Prius? How do we inject that luxury to take the market share from people who are likely and would want to buy Mercedes Benz, BMWs, Porsche, like all of those brands? How can we get an accurate market share? How can we maintain? How can we get those customers prospective customers that would have bought a luxury gas car how can we be innovative enough to be continue to be the leader in luxury luxury electric cars and what do we need to do to sustain that innovation um, and position in the market the second one which is one of my favorite is disruptive innovation and it's technology or a new business model or function that disrupts the existing market. When I think of disruptive innovation, I think of Apple with the iPod and not the iPod, um, the iPhone, right? Because at one point in time, I know of you under the age of like 20, I'll say my sister's age, like 25, you don't often remember like you had to carry your iPod or your MP3 player or a disc player with your cell phone, right? Um, another thing that Apple did, everyone when I was a freshman in college, like Skype was a thing. Um, you had to get on your computer to Skype. So then Apple just created FaceTime. So when we think of Amazon can be um, um, considered a disruptive innovator, right? We're talking about organizations and companies and businesses that implement something new, that they are the trendsetter, that it just disrupts how people do things. And um, the key to disruption um it can <laughs> the key to disruption is honestly finding the nice mix of people who are naysayers and people that believe you believe in you and see where you are going where the company is going because um when amazon started when jeff started selling books in his garage people thought that was crazy but there were some people that saw where it was going and he built a disruptive platform where he got to sell other things um, beside books. So when we think of disruption, disruption is not easy, but it's the disruptors that have changed the world. It's the disruptors that have um, made products and services and people and things more accessible. Um, but sometimes companies just want to, be fixated on disruptive innovation rather than all the different types that will still make them a pioneer and a pillar in their in, um, industries. The third part of um, or third type of innovation is called incremental, right? So this is something that's gradual, continuous improvements on existing products and services, right? So this is something um, I always think of incremental um, innovation is when a company, you know, knows that it's been doing good work. They have been going on one trajectory, right? Um, but they know that they need a change. They know that they need realignment. So when companies, organizations implement incremental innovation, that was a tongue twister, 
they take a look at their values and because the a company that started you know 120 years ago might not have the same values um that it has you know today because their workforce has changed the world has changed so when you're you want to put in like some incremental innovation you might be like money like i know i need to innovate but this shit scares me so you need to think of incremental innovation going back to the drawing board seeing first um the roots and the foundation of your business your organization and identifying any obstacles or barriers that might be preventing you from innovating at any point or improving things and sometimes people like i said you they think of innovation they always want to go the disruptive route and sometimes (laughs) that will jar your customer or client there are two organizations that I can think of off the top of my head that thought they were making an incremental innovation and change but it actually proved to be disruptive and it was unsettling the first one was Tropicana orange juice a few years ago Tropicana um changed their packaging and no one recognized it no one recognized it no one recognized it. It was a new font. I don't think they did a very good rollout of it. Um, and they thought that it was just, okay, well, we can just change the font, right? We can just change the color. We can just change the location um, of our juice to give it a spruce to innovate. And what it did, it made it less recognizable to people that have been looking for the same logo for 50 years amongst 40 different orange juice brands so what they thought was something small incremental um to begin to have some 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 ongoing improvements and make their brand innovative and more easily recognizable actually backfired the second company was convert kit convert kit is an email automating system used by freelancers and um, entrepreneurs it's a great service Um, and I think about two years ago or almost three I think this was summer of 19 they changed their name they said they were going to change their name and they changed it I can't even remember what they changed it to and people were up in arms like sometimes innovation is simple sometimes we overcomplicated convert kit changed their name I can't even remember what it was I think they changed the color too and people were like nah we love convert kit because it's so basic it's so easy to use and it literally is what it says it's convert kit they give you everything you need they give you a kit to convert clients to convert followers to full-blown paying recurring clients So it's just like incremental changes are good, but you have to be aware. And the last one is radical. Okay, radical. These are technology breakthrough that transforms industries and often creates a whole new entire market. Right. So let's use the Uber and um, well, I'll just use Uber. Uber was used a tech tech breakthrough to 
changed the market. You didn't have to wait on a taxi. You didn't have to always take your car. Even if you buy, you know, you, you, you have a car, you pay car insurance, you put gas in it, it works. It still gave you another option to getting around. And it also gave single moms, I'm not even going to say single moms, single parents, solopreneurs, college students, people needing to make extra money at the drop of the dime, it gave them the opportunity to do that. And it changed the way we, you know, we, we, we did things, we used things. And then Uber had a disruptive innovation, which was adding Uber Eats. Hmm. Okay. If we can transport people, to virtually anywhere they want to go when they want to go. I'm sure we can do this with food, right? So just to recap, the four types of innovation are sustaining, incremental, disruptive, and radical. The key to innovation is being open, right? So Henry Chesborough coined two terms, open innovation and open business models. And they just refer to companies and organizations keeping an open mind as well as looking outside of their organization um, for their next big thing or their next big aha moment. So here are some things to keep in mind when thinking about innovation. Always think that you need to work with smart and intelligent people both inside and outside your company. The answers to your innovation problems are literally held within and outside the walls of your company. Understand that external research and design can create significant value, but understand that internal research and design is needed to claim some portion of that value. So it's literally having the perfect mix. I know in my church, E9 Tabernacle, we have done, we have hired people to help us evaluate where we are, which helps always having someone from the outside looking in. But in order to make sure that the value and the innovation is authentic and resonates, some of that does have to come from internal. Also, keep an open mind that you don't have to originate the research to benefit from it. The best example of this is um, Pew Research put out a a survey, um, a white paper about millennials, right? And rather than me going out and doing my own millennial research to confirm what I already know, I've been able to utilize and lean on the Pew Foundation's research on millennials and it's been able to validate and support my work. Next is that in order to win, in order to remain open, you have to make the best of the internal and external ideas. Just like I said previously, no one knows your company as well as you, your organization, but that doesn't mean that you have all the answers. So that could look like somebody from the outside, a client, a customer, um, a stock stakeholder, 
um, a, you know, a consultancy that your organization or company has hired to implement something, right? So if they come up with a great idea, it can work, you know, it can work, but you need to be aware of how to make that best fit in your organization. And last but not least is that we should profit from others' use of our innovations and don't be afraid to buy others' intellectual property whenever it advances our own interest, okay? If your company has found a way to do something smarter, better, quicker, faster, right? Protect it. Protect that intellectual property and sell it. Because then you have opened up a new source and stream of income. It has further positioned you as a um, pioneer in your industry, as a go-to expert. Um, And it will help other companies, organizations innovate faster. It's no need to make other people reinvent the wheel. Like, I know you saucy, so... uh, create create things protect things so you can license things okay like everybody doesn't want to be an entrepreneur and get it out the mud everybody doesn't want to get everything out the mud I know I sure as hell don't and always am looking for an ethical not shortcut but easier way through like if you bled in certain places that I don't have to bleed why am I going to go right behind you just to say that I've been there done that nah really not my my thing (laughs) um and then I want you as you we are thinking about and as you are thinking about innovation because I want to start talking about it more um to always view your innovation from a customer-centric standpoint what jobs does your customer need to get done how can you help them What are your customers' aspirations and how can you help them live up to them, right? How do your customers prefer to be addressed? And how do we as entrepreneurs and business owners and enterprises best fit into their routines? Also think about what relationships do our customers expect us to establish with them, right? got to manage expectations and entrepreneurship and innovation and what values are customers and clients truly willing um, to pay period people pay for convenience people pay for the things that they want so it's like I said in the beginning it's about accurately and quickly and authentically identifying the current and um, what's the other word I'm looking for? The current problems and the unforeseen problems. Like the part of being a good entrepreneur and a groundbreaking business is that you have to anticipate the needs of your clients and customers before they do. You have to understand their needs before they need they they understand it, right? So you can bring a solution. So I could go on and on and on and on about this for hours, which I plan to. But I think right here is a good place um, to stop. Oh, two things I want to leave you with when you're thinking about innovation. And the first one um, is ask yourself, what if? 
don't put yourself in the box keep asking yourself what if questions what if what if what if regardless of how crazy they are you will land on what you are supposed to do next even if it's just the tip of the iceberg and last but not least hire your girl let's sit down let's see you know where you're at Uh, what you're trying to do and how I can help you put some innovative plays in motion, how I can help you reach your clients better and more efficiently and be the go-to person. So visit the website, www.thephillymillennial.com. That is T-H-E-P-H-I-L-L-Y-M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L.com. I think that's it. (laughs) Um, But like, subscribe, leave a comment, share with your girlfriend that started her business when she got some PPP money and don't know what to do, but know she was meant um, to do great things and God put her here for a reason to help change lives. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And thanks for rocking out with me as always.